College basketball fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old college football. I guess my mind's still there. We got so much news when it comes to that. Ohio State's trying to load up. Anyway, um, College Ball Show. We're talking college basketball, for Christ's sakes, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, recap from the weekend. Um, you know, during the weekday, the uh, protect your home, protect the home court definitely stood. We, we talk every week about how hard it is to win on the road in college basketball, college football to an extent too, but especially college basketball. And then Saturday, we actually did get some upsets on the road, or at least big road games, uh, victories. Um, so we're definitely going to start with recap. Then we'll talk about the, the weekday and next Saturday which actually has some really interesting matchups that we'll get into. Um, K-State has a tough week, man. they got to play Iowa State at Iowa State and at Houston. But Seton Hall, Marquette, Kansas State at Iowa State, uh, Texas, BYU, Zona at Oregon, that'll mean something in that division. So, yeah, we're going to talk it all the way through, um, you know, all the way through until basically next Saturday or this coming Saturday. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope and download the show directly there. If you don't want to, you can find the College Ball Show under the Ropadope Radio banner on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can download the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcasts and a whole host of other areas. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com and Sports News 24. One more thing, a message from DirecTV Stream. Obviously, you know, we got some big, big matchups coming up this Sunday. Catch it all on DirecTV Stream and save up to $50. Get the best in streaming TV. Um, stream live sports on-demand shows and the must-have channels you need anytime, anywhere across your favorite devices. For a limited time, we're talking about the choice package, okay? They cut the price for the second layer package to $83.99. For the first two months, you save $50 when you get the choice package. Choose the right package that's – or choose the package that's right for you. Man, I just – I totally butchered that one, but that's okay. Direct TV stream. We'll get to it. Let me go ahead and bring in my co-host, Marshall. What's going on, Marshall? How you doing? I was just talking about it before we hit record. This has been just a crazy, mild uh, winter, and we're in the 30s now, and we're going to be in the 40s next week. Still no sign of snow, um, and it's getting so warm now that any snow that we did have is starting to melt, so we're starting to see the grass again. It's been crazy, man. Did it warm up? Um, you know, down there, because I know you guys had a little issue uh, last week. Yeah, we had uh, Monday off of school, which was nice. Um, and we've been kind of chilling in the 30s and 40s again in Texas, which I can't complain about. Like, it's not that bad. But, damn, it sounds like the weather's about the same as it was back home. So uh, I'm happy for my parents and for everyone that lives in that state, because as many Minnesota and North Dakota people know, around this time of the year, it's like normally minus five. And you have to warm up your car and freeze and, you know, freeze more. So, and, and there's not, you haven't even had to shovel a driveway yet. So, hey, things are yeah. looking good, brother. Things are looking good. And, uh, 
hey, global warming is a thing. Um, I think the world a couple thousand years down the road might be affected. But for us people living now, we're, we're doing okay. So th- this weather, all right, I, I see it. We're, we're good. Um, so, yeah, I, amen. Now, I will say, though, the the it seems like kind of the, the East Coast, like they had kind of got hammered with snow. Like those Buffalo Bills fans who had a tough loss yesterday have been shoveling like crazy yeah. just for the – you know, the, the, the kindness of their heart for their football team. Cause so snow has been coming around this year. just hasn't hit North Dakota, Minnesota, which is yeah, odd, but it normally again, does. Right. No one's complaining up there. If you are complaining, I you well, gotta, I'll tell you what, they're the industry folks that rely on snow. Sure are. You know what I mean? They're, they're having that, big, big problems that, that, yeah, yeah, I suppose that is true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but Hey, uh, let's get off the subject yes. of uh, that stuff. Nonetheless, uh, college basketball is played inside. I don't think any team has an outsider in it yet. Uh, or if you're uh, Todd Bowles ask, answering a question very nicely, which I thought he was, a, he was about as, as polite as you can be of an yeah. NFL coach. Because if that question was directed at uh, Dabo or Belichick or like uh, Staley from the Chargers, former head coach there, or like, you know, Kirby Smart. It might get I some mean, pretty. The vast majority of coaches probably. Would yes. If, if that question was asked to Calipari, I don't know. He, I, you know, so he, he was nice about that. But the weather is not affecting the hoops. Uh, as my co-host said, Saturday was quite a day for the Big East, but also for the ACC. Uh, I saw a beautiful picture on Twitter. Uh, I think it was Ice Cube, and it said, "Today is a good day. Carolina wins and Duke loses." To which I say, "Amen." Uh, my Tar Heels, who normally start pretty slow. Hey, my, you said last week, Chris, dang, your, your boys are off to a good start. And I said, you know, that kind of surprised me because that's our MO is normally to start off okay and then finish hot. Uh, they've started off hot. Uh, hopefully they finish okay. Um, the Tar Heels stay at 7-0 and with a uh, nice one on Saturday. And uh, Duke goes down to their one of their former assistant coaches, uh, Capel, as my buddy would say, one of their uh, bag guys who helped their recruiting process uh, trickle on, as you may suggest. Uh, but Duke goes down, Carolina wins, and the Big East offered a triple overtime game. Uh, Marquette beat St. John's by one, and UConn beat Villanova by one. So for a Saturday basketball fan, as a guy like me who loves Carolina, hates Duke, and loves the Big East, Saturday is about a 10 out of 10 for me, brother. So I hope this week when I actually have my Saturday to enjoy life, I get spoiled again with just as good as basketball or I'll even take eight out of ten, Chris. I don't know if a ten out of ten two weeks in a row probably is not realistic, but I'll take an eight out of ten for this upcoming weekend, my friend. Got two ranked uh, games, and they weren't even ranked versus ranked. And you're talking about the ACC for Christ's sake. What in the hell's going? Carolina on? Duke, baby, Carolina Duke. That that rivalry yeah, never we'll ends. Wait, in my yeah, blood. we'll wait until they play. No, it's kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean UConn at Villanova. Like I said, the ats went crazy uh, comparatively. Um, that was pretty surprising. Pittsburgh, like you said, at Duke, got the job done. Um, it, it, it was it was it was a fun one, man. I mean, we definitely had some Oklahoma scrappy Cincy team got that, you know, closed the door on them. Marquette closed the door on St. John's. Um, like you said, Creighton. I mean, Iowa State. Those are all freaking road victories. And, and like I said, there really wasn't one. Uh, in a rank versus ranked until all week long until then. And in that Creighton, like you said, triple overtime, that, uh, that what is it, Kelk Brenner or something like Kulk, that? Uh, Kelk Brenner. Kelk Brenner. Kelk Brenner. He had 28 points. Uh, he had like seven blocks. Um, 
that was a really entertaining game. I actually watched uh, I watched most of that on DVR, but just like the noon games that day, Creighton triple overtime, Cuse wins at the buzzer, Texas wins at the butter, buzzer, uh, Marquette, you know, just snuck one out. So it was a, a hell of a way, uh, you know, to start the day. And that Iowa State at TCU, they didn't have uh, Lipsy either. Yeah, I think it's Lipsy. They didn't have them, so I thought that was a really big win. Talking about the Big 12, uh, Myron Medcalf was saying, how wild is the Big 12? West Virginia is 6'11", or 6-11, and and 1-3 and in the play, and they put up 51 points in the first half. He said this game at half already more combined points, 102, than Houston in, in Central Florida. Central Florida went, I, they, I think they shot 16% from the field or something like that. Uh, but nothing but dangerous road games in this league, man. Uh, I thought that was a really good tweet. But, yeah, man, that was uh, that was fun. Iowa State had like 18 or 19 steals in that game. Um, you know, UConn didn't play all that well, didn't shoot the ball all that well uh, against Nova. But still, man, uh, they, you know, they're 7-1 and one or something like that in the Big East. And, um as Jeff Goodman said, they still have to go on the road to Creighton, Marquette, and St. John's. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was a really fun day. Like you said, I mean, West Virginia that was a big, big win. They ended up it was ninety one eighty five, so still a, a pretty high scoring game. But yeah, fifty seven to forty two Central Florida, nineteen point seven or something like that from the field. Um, that was definitely a rough one. Um, but even if you look like, you know, weekday on Tuesday, um, you know, BYU did get by um, Iowa State. BYU is an interesting squad this year, and they got some big games still coming up, obviously, in that Big 12. Uh, K-State, who's got a tough week I just mentioned, they ended up beating Baylor, who was hot of late in OT. Um, Penn State knocked off Wisconsin. That's another tough one to go on the road randomly. Um, since he at that time beat TCU, who was ranked, um, and then New Mexico State, who is now ranked, um, doesn't have a lot of quality wins on the season just yet, but they beat Utah State, who's pretty good this year. Um, UConn beat Creighton uh, from Wednesday. Houston just dominated Texas Tech. Another upset as far as ranking wise, LSU beat Ole Miss Thursday. You know, Memphis had a, a rough one, dude. They lose um, at home by a point, and then Tulane beats them by two on Sunday. So that was a rough one for Memphis, uh, losing by three points in a total of two games. Yeah, that's a tough week for pending his boys. Um, <clears throat> they're also a team who, much like Carolina, normally starts off the year like pretty good and then finishes kind of high and then normally has a really strong conference tournament. Um, but they're off to a better start than expected. So, you know, as we said last week's show, if your team doesn't have a two to three game losing streak this year, you're probably going to win a national title. Like pretty much every team. Or you're not playing anybody. <laughs> or, 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 yeah, or you're pulling against Aggie. Yeah. Uh, so every team has those weeks. Um, obviously, if you have a one point loss and two point loss, that is more painful than other weeks, but every team goes through it. And that's just part of being a college basketball fan. It's part of the grind of the schedule. 
Um, you're going to have those games where you're back-to-back on the road on like a Tuesday, Friday, or Wednesday, Saturday or something, and you're playing some teams that have your number or they're your rivals or you your guys have an off night or some players hurt, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. um, again, to expect your team to run the table like Kentucky did a handful, handful of years ago and make to March Madness with a zero next to your name out of Power 5 probably won't happen. Shit. Again, 09 Carolina, they had three losses in the regular season. Pretty much every team, every great team, Villanova, KU, whoever's won a title, UConn last year. Hell, they, they lost games in the Big East. So your team yeah. has those moments. But just keep stuff in perspective and realize, hey, is my team a top 10 team or top 12 team? If so, they're, then they probably have a, a legit chance to win the title this year. And, again, I, I do think, Chris, and as these conferences are growing, especially in the Big 12 next year, you're going to add – Arizona, who I guarantee you is not going to fall off a map after this year recruiting, um, they're going to join Houston and Kansas. I, I, okay, okay, good luck, good luck. Run the table in the Big Twelve next year. If you do, I, I will bet. I will. I'll fly down to Vegas and bet you to win a, a national. Like, okay, so and the Big Ten's growing. The SEC, obviously, they're they're making moves for their football conference, but um, that's only going to make the basketball conference more difficult. At worst, just theory of numbers, but the SEC, as we've said, especially for the last like three to four years, has really trended upwards for just the more difficult uh, conference to play in. You're right, Chris. Last Saturday was a great Saturday. We had Big East effort. We had a, a KU, oh, KU, KU and Duke going down the same day is beautiful. Um, for the Pac-12 boys, man, UCLA, they almost pulled together a nice win, Chris. Well, you said last week, like, what are they doing? Like, that's a school who, for the past handful of years, has been like a Final Four team. They've had some good runs. They've been playing really good ball. This year, they're 8-11, and 3-5 and five in conference. And, like, obviously, they're not performing to par. They had a, a five-game losing streak. Going and they from, had to come back by, like, 14, I think, uh, against ASU, if I remember correctly, earlier in the week. They won, but that was that was kind of lucky. Yeah, so they, they, they came into conference playing a cold streak. They've started conference off pretty cold. But, hey, you go to Arizona, who is, uh, I would say, a legit contending team in my power rankings to win a title, you're up nine and a half. Now, obviously, you know, in college basketball, you're going to get punched in the mouth if you're up at home or if you're up on the road. But uh, UCLA loses 77-71 to Arizona. Again, Arizona, you're ranked 12th. You got a nice win there. But that would have been a, a may, maybe something, Chris, to get uh, UCLA trending in the right direction this year. Um, and – and TCU, uh, that that's a 73-72. Um, I just say this, Chris, I know we're obviously a men's college basketball show. But this past week, the TCU women held walk-on open tryouts for their 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 women's basketball team. Mind you, this team had started the year 14-0 and in women's college basketball and were ranked. Over the past three weeks, they've gone from like 14 girls on like scholarship, like a regular team, down to six. They've had... Like seven, eight girls get injured, and they're literally they this past week they had open tryouts for anyone to join the team because they had to forfeit two games in a row due to the amount of injuries they've had, which are serious injuries. I was trying to think in my head, have we ever in our lifetimes we're you know we're in our thirties like or for whatever we're old um have you ever known a team in men's basketball to lose so many injuries that you had open walk on tryouts for a college like that shit's crazy, brother. Have you ever known that to occur? Um, I'd really have to think hard, you know. I don't but know. It, it ain't common. 
No, I do remember Colin Sexton, though, playing three-on-five against my Gophers because they followed out a bunch of people a couple years back. <laughs> I do remember that. True, um, true, true. Yeah, because you had TCU and uh, Iowa State or Old Miss uh, fall out of the top 25. Um, Seton Hall is gaining steam when it comes to getting ranked. Same with K-State. Um, it is kind of strange to see Gonzaga – you see Boise State getting some votes as well. Utah is getting some votes as well. We'll see where they, you know, go. Texas Tech went up five spots in the AP. Dayton is up to 16 now. Um, as far as that mid-major love, Baylor uh, had a rough week, dropped six. Uh, I know you like Duke dropping five spots. That's pretty big for you. Auburn went up five. Um, Illinois and Oklahoma went up five spots. So, um, yeah. Why don't we start on the conference uh, wraparound? We'll start with your favorite conference there, buddy, the Big East. Well, hey, again, it, it, from what if you were just listening to the start of the podcast, um, the scores were the scores were good games. We had uh, hell. Anytime you get a triple overtime game in college basketball, uh, it's definitely a rarity. Um, you can't complain. So. With that being said, for the Big East going into this week, which is Monday night on January twenty second. Uh, the defending champs have a one next to their name, which I will tip my cap because in college basketball, you really don't see teams repeat that often. And now you expect teams to be good, but for the last handful of years, normally if you win a title, you take a couple steps back. They've really not done that. Um, they, 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 they obviously have some changes to their roster. They had a couple of guys graduate, leave slash go pro. Uh, but that squad has been rejuvenated. They made a couple of changes. They're still fighting up there up top. So you're seven to one, the Big East leading the uh, uh, leading the conference. Seton Hall oddly does not have a ranking next to them. But as my co-host just said, if they continue to win games in the Big East, they're going to have a ranking next to them soon. Uh, they're six and two overall. Um, they had a, a gritty ass week. Uh, Creighton obviously with the uh, triple overtime game is five and three. Uh, they're seventeenth in the land. Marquette's four and three who, again, that team has potential, but I do think that they start off the year ranked so highly, that's why they're still ranked. But if you watch them play, they're a talented team. Everyone loves their guard, Kolick, but they really struggle to shoot the three ball, and they like to shoot it a lot. So until I see progression from that team, I can't, like, stamp them for, hey, that's a serious team because you got to be able to shoot. Nowadays in college basketball, you don't necessarily have to be a three-point shooting team, but they really don't have bigs either. So can Marquette's team offense improve this year? Who knows? We'll see. And then you have the pesky bunch in the middle of Nova, Xavier, St. John's, and Providence. Um, in the last handful of years, two out of those teams seem to be a tournament uh, contender for sure. But the way things have started with Xavier having a whole new roster, Providence losing Ed Cooley as their coach, um, Patino's first year at St. John's, Chris, I don't think all those teams make it this year like they've had in the past, but I could easily see two of the four, like Nova, Xavier, St. John's, and Providence. Two of them might make it, but this year four might be pushing it uh, for to have that many teams out of the Big East go dancing. Yeah, and the biggest game of the week is Seton Hall at Marquette. So, oh. I mean, you know, it, that's a good time to start. You know, it's a good time to, to, to get – that, that ranking, if they got that done, they would definitely be ranked. And obviously, uh, I guess most importantly, it would still help them majorly in the, in the standings there. Sure. Um, moving on to the big, the biggest and best conference, the Big 12. 
Man, Texas Tech looking pretty good. And then Kansas State, not ranked just yet. I mentioned they got a lot, they got some votes coming, but, uh, four and one. Four and one in the conference, got a one, two, three, four, five, six teams at three and two. Bam. Houston, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma got a nice win on the road. We'll see if they can keep it consistent. And like I said, don't sleep on a pretty good team in BYU. They're sitting at two and three in the conference, but still, um, you know, that's that's a that, that's there's a lot to look at when it comes to that that conference. Obviously, it goes real deep. I think the best news of the whole weekend for the Big 12 was UCF beating Texas and flashing horns down, and then the Texas coach flashing yeah. about how that's classless and disrespectful. <laughs> I didn't like that. I don't like when they do that. And I, I read a couple of pretty good tweets on Twitter about, hey, you, you do realize you're going to the SEC where it's like uh, LSU fans <laughs> yeah. eat alligators and people poison each other's trees. Like, they're like, are you sure you want to say that, coach? Like, okay, uh, you know, because, you know, with how people are nowadays, there's going to be a lot more horns downs being flashed. I mean, we're going to have this year. literally like arenas with horns down T-shirts and stuff. Like yes. You put signs under the seat and be like, hey, feel free, man. Horns down the whole state, the whole arena. Amen. Uh, so with that being said, aside from my little joke shot there, um, you have one, two, three, four. You have seven teams ranked in your conference. So clearly y'all are doing something right. Now, if Chris would have said, hey, you know, Texas State are going to be leading the conference five games in, I don't think many people would have picked that. Uh, but this is one of Texas Tech's best starts in the past 15 years. And K-State, again, I will say this one surprises me, Chris, because last year when you watched the team March Madness, they had some some true vets, some good-ass players, guys that could maybe potentially be NBA or G League or go overseas, but you lost them. And you kind of had, like, kind of like a lot of our teams I mentioned, you have to rebuild this year. But you're rebuilding, and I don't even care unless – I mean, even if you've played the bottom tier of your conference, your conference is still good. You still have TCU, Texas, West Virginia on the bottom, and UCF. Like, it's not a – it's top to bottom. It's a solid conference. So – um, I don't know if these teams will stay up top for the whole year, but hats off to K-State and Texas Tech to start off the year with, with, with how it's begun. And you really can't afford to slip up because Houston, Iowa State, OU, this is the best start they've had in a long time. KU, they're right on your neck. This conference is going to be very fun. Um, I will say the top two teams surprised me, brother, but this conference as a whole, I would say for the past I would say legit four years, they've been a first or second best conference in college basketball for the past four years. So this doesn't yeah. surprise me. You've just added a couple of, you've added some good teams in, which help you go stronger. You're adding more next year, which will make you get even more powerful. Well, and when we say top to bottom, right, it usually is like a cliche. Not here. Not, no. not in this one. Not in this one. And look at the games, dude, this week. Texas at Oklahoma. Number four, Houston at number 21, BYU. I talked about K-State. They got to go on the road at Iowa State, at Houston. You have C, or my bad, Kansas State at Iowa State. Texas at BYU. Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's got to play Texas and Texas Tech. I mean, this is a bloodbath, my friend. Bloodbath. I mean, this is, this is crazy, dude. I, I'm just loving it, man. I'm just loving it. People, this is by far the best conference, like you said, the last few years. And it, and it doesn't look like it's going to, you know, stop being the best. Let's go on over to the Big Ten, right? You have Wisconsin, 
who did take that L, right, but then they looked really good. Um, beyond like a little, maybe like a, a 10-0 or 11-0 stretch from Indiana, and then they, they put that game away. So Wisconsin's looking real steady. As much as I don't like to admit it, they're looking real steady at 6-1. and one. Purdue's just lingering there. Illinois got some big news um, yet, yesterday. or the, Yeah, I think it was yesterday, the day before. Um, a key, key piece to that team got reinstated. Um, and, and so that's going to be really big for them. I mean, majorly big for them. It's Terrence Shannon Jr. Um, there is – Basically, the judge granted them. It, it's a civil suit against University of Illinois. Um, defendants are uh, uh, let's see, so defendants are enjoined from suspending the plaintiff from basketball team without at least the afforded him protection of the OSCR policy. Um, what that basically means is, you know, they granted his motion of a, a temporary, rest, you know, restraining order. Um, so yeah, he's, he's going to be allowed to play and they're a pretty good team just in general, right? They're really good, obviously. Um, but now they got that much better. Um, you look at Michigan state, they're struggling. Um, Malik Hall has been a big thing for them. They're six and three when he goes double figures, four and four when they don't, they, uh, they struggled with, um, with Minnesota for quite some time, but they did, you know, get the job done there. We're going to kind of keep an eye on them. They're four and four. And, you know, sometimes like the Ken Palm and the net rating, people will kind of scratch their heads. But if you play a crazy schedule, that's always going to help you in general. And I think that that's been the thing with Michigan State. They're sitting at four and four. Uh, they're one and three on the road. Um, 12 and 7 overall. Their schedule has been very difficult, but sitting at 4 and 4, still trying to find their groove, they're in pretty good shape. In an upstart, you got Northwestern, who's really tough on the road. Um, and, and, well, they're tough to play at home, I should say. And then Nebraska, they hit a, a, a game winner or pretty close, if I remember correctly. And, um, you know, so I'd say those two teams really stand out. So far, sitting at four and three, and what four teams uh, at four and four? Yeah, this conference is a bit backwards this year, and I say that because um, for the past four to five years, again, Michigan's been up top for the most part. Uh, Rutgers has had a; they've been a really stable program, um, and they've pretty much been unbeatable at home with Sarah this year. But now they're one and five on the road. Uh, Penn State's been a, a, a bubble a bubble team for the tournament. They're at the bottom of the division. Uh, is three and four. Ohio State's three and four. Um, obviously, I know you can't put everyone up top, but just the fact that like Rutgers, Michigan, and Penn State are all like on the tied for last place, and you kind of have Nebraska, Northwestern, flipping spots with Ohio State, Iowa, and Michigan. It, it's just it, it, it's for now, Chris. The the conference is kind of upside down in a way. And I don't think people expected Wisconsin to be that good this year. Um, I know they had, they had a transfer from St. John's who's helped them offensively. Um, last year, offensively, they were atrocious. They were, like, ranked in, like, the 130th offensively. Now this year, they're closer to the top 10. Uh, the Badgers have not had an offense like that for a while. So um, whatever they're doing, they obviously want to keep that going. 
Uh, Purdue has probably been the one stable team this year. Everyone probably predicts them to be a, a, a serious threat. But I'm with you, man. The, uh, the bottom of that, the middle to bottom of that, uh, conference right now, there's some teams who are pretty much guaranteed March Madness teams almost every year for the last 10 years. And some of them are going to make a run, Chris. I, I know with, with as tight as the conference is, if you went three games in a row, you could be in third place all of a sudden. So I, I guess I shouldn't yeah. be too tough on these teams in the bottom, but you are there right now. So, uh, this I think this will even itself out, and I do expect a couple of blue bloods from this conference to step it up because again, it's a little bit upside down. But hey, maybe this is the year Nebraska has a stronger regular season. They've been they've been improving every year. You know that that March Madness thing is not impossible, uh, but the fact that them Northwestern show up top is it, it has me shaking my head. But let's see in a couple weeks from now if that stays the right. same or if the Teams from the old rejuvenate. And Shibra, when's the last time, like, Ohio State and Iowa and Michigan were all, like, didn't have a rank, like, one of the teams were ranked in Michigan? Like, it's, it's kind of goofy so far in the Big Ten this year, but we'll see. It's still only, like, third week of January. In Michigan, I'll say this, they generally start out kind of uneven, and then they really turn it on. But, yeah, it's real uneven right now. No doubt about it. And I was talking about the Sparty. Uh, Michigan State at Wisconsin on a Friday night Big Ten on FS1. So that, okay. you know what I mean? That's an opportunity uh, to sure. get it done. Move it over to what is a great elite level, um, you know, football conference. We're going to the basketball SEC. Auburn up top, 5-0. and You got, you know, Bama. I just said they're receiving votes. Kentucky looks like we talked about it last week. They look like they're getting their stuff together. You got three teams in the top ten. Um, I mean, LSU's got some big, you know, got some got a big game coming up. Um, Old Miss kind of faltering lately. I remember you saying it's tough to say what's up with Old Miss, um, you know, this year right now. But they did kind of falter a little bit. We'll see if LSU keeps going up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Hey, look at Georgia. Okay, Georgia. Um, without Ant Edwards, too. Wow. Uh, but, I mean, top, you know, you got three teams in the top eight right now. Yeah, and with that said, you really can't complain or bitch about much. Um, <laughs> I, I still think, obviously, Tennessee is a, a defensive-based team. So, is you know, as this year progresses, will they take steps offensively? Um, for the past handful of years, I think Tessie's been ranked inside the top 10 every year, Chris. But then come March Madness, well, God, we averaged 50 to 60 a game, and now you can't score 80 when you need to. So, I obviously, that's obviously everyone knows that. But you're, again, off to a very solid start. Um, Calipari, uh, he always has talent. I think that he has his guys a little more uh, grouped together so far offensively. Normally, he is a have a couple of losses. I, I bet if we look back every year we've done this podcast, Chris, they normally, they normally start off like two and three, two and four. He goes on some epic rants about give my guys time, give my guys time. But they start off four and one. That's right. a bit of a different track for them. And, uh, so obviously there's maybe just better team cohesion, better team chemistry. And for Auburn, hey, you're up top of a good confidence right now, five and oh. So um, obviously what you're doing is working. Maybe this is the best team they've had in the last handful of years. Um, he always seems to have offensive talent. Bruce Pearl normally always seems to have a couple of guys who are very offensively gifted. 
Uh, and so that's never really a lack of offense for him, but the, his teams have not made the deepest runs overall. And hey, but if you are Auburn, though, hey, you go to Bama, which won't be easy, but then you go to Mississippi State, you play Vandy, you play Old Miss, and you got Bama again. Well, they, uh, okay, so I mean, there's no rankings next to those teams. So this Auburn team, they, 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 they don't play a ranked game until uh, Kentucky in a seven games from now. So. This Auburn team might step there for a while, Chris. We'll see. And, again, if you're Tennessee, um, I have no allegiance to them. I don't have any friends or no hate or dislike. But, man, if you could put together a nice offense, Chris, that team could be a serious threat. It's just it's the same story every year of, God, you're a great team in the regular season. You play lockdown defense. But then can you make it to the Sweet 16 of uh, March Madness? And it doesn't seem to always be the case for that squad. Yeah, like you said, uh, I mean, when there's only three ranked, you're not going to be playing a bunch of ranked ranked, I guess. But Auburn at Alabama, um, you know, when you look at the standings and all that, that that could be something. You know, that is something to keep an eye on, and that is Tuesday. That's on Tuesday, so that's tomorrow. Uh, we already talked about your uh, your your Cacalaca Tar Heels, seven and zero, looking real shiny up there. Um, against what AP teams four and two, I think overall. So they've only had one mediocre loss or whatever. And then we do have some five and two teams, Florida state coming back or coming up to the pack. Dukies, of course, right there. Virginia, always got to keep an eye on. I did like what I saw early out of Miami. Um, right now they're on a two game losing streak. So we'll see, you know, and we'll also see, like, if NC State and Wake uh, can keep it up. Yeah, obviously, um, Carolina, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I don't recall the last time we started 7-0. It's been a minute. Um, NC State, another team who last year, a very talented offensive team, lost some people, add some new people. They've been playing some pretty good ball. Um, they're they're kind of an enjoyable team to watch. Uh, Leonard Hamilton, he's normally, every two to three years, he has a really good squad. Is this his team? I don't know. They they kind of faded off last year, so we'll see. But uh, Leonard Hamilton is only pretty good to make the tournament and win a tournament game for sure. So would surprise me if Florida State's a good team this year? No, because they seem to have a, a lottery pick go to the Magic or someone in the Eastern Conference every year in the NBA. Um, I will say this, Chris. When's the last time Wake Forest was top tier seven games in the ACC? That one surprises me a if little. Sam Hartman transferred back? Oh, wait, that's the wrong sport. My bad. He, 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 is he, he's, yeah, well, they're like, hey, coach, I need to pass. I need, need to pass and shoot the ball more. Let, let's bring that offense back. So they're, 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 tra- I, I don't know, they're transitioning for some way. Um, but hey, credit to them because I've not seen, God, it's, it's been a long ass time and it's early, but Wake Forest five and two, um, They've been struggling to really get a grip of anything for the last, yeah, it's been a while. So um, we'll see. Uh, the only other thing I'll say about the ACC, Chris, is that it surprised me Virginia's not ranked. Like, this is a team pretty much almost every damn year that team is somehow ranked this time of the year. So maybe, you know, again, it's early. But That's kind it, of a backhanded comment there. Well, I, I just I, – I, I don't I, know. I, Somehow it's ranked, but I don't know how they're not ranked. I, I just – I'm used to seeing that team always ranked, and they're they're not. I mean, they're 10-0 at home, 1-4 on the road. So road, obviously, in college basketball is tricky. But it, within – I bet by February they're gonna, there's going to be a ranking next to that team because Virginia, for every year, in and out, they have a scrappy defense. They play solid fundamental basketball. I'm just surprised to see them unranked. But I guess – but shit, Chris, the Big 12 – the Big 12 ain't being fair. 
Did they yeah, they're, they're, seven they're hogging ranked? all the ranks. There's teams. there's only twenty five ranked teams, and they got seven. <laughs> they they got to share some piece of the pie. No, I guess no wonder the ACC and uh, the the other teams can't be ranked. That's why Florida State the, wants to get the hell out of there. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the Big 12's hogging all the Ohio hogging all the rankings, and you know I'm sure we'll see North Carolina be held to 49 points or something when they play Virginia. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, speaking of NC uh, State, though, upcoming games. Speaking of Virginia, at Virginia, and uh, on Wednesday, at Syracuse, and then home with Miami. So if you want to see some movement. That's a little movement opportunity. That's for sure. Um, Pac-12, not going to go too crazy deep, but the biggest one, uh, Zona at Oregon this week. Pretty interesting. ASU, you know, they're up there. They, they let that one go. They're up by 14, and Ukula came back on them. But Zona at Oregon, that's, that's going to, you know, speaking of not a whole lot of ranked teams, um, and not a lot of people take it, you know, paying attention. Think about the Pac-12 is, let's say the last five years. You know, we've started to put them back on the radar because it looked like they were long gone. We started to put them on the radar a little bit. Not much of it has to do, it's usually top heavy, right? Um, yeah. The regular season's okay, but we do got to give them credit, you know, for getting teams advanced in the uh, you know in the in the tourney now maybe they didn't get you know beat each other up all year so they come in fresher but you got to give them credit because they actually have USC Oregon obviously we talk about Ukula Arizona they have gotten kind of deep considering uh, the nonchalant off season my friend yes last year in March the regular season not if, off season if you had bet them like last year in March for the first rounds you would have made a lot of money because they they came out yeah. hot. Uh, yeah, maybe that's the case again this year. Who knows? Um, again, I I know I've said this a lot. It, 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 I don't mean to be cliche, but it, it's just true. Uh, the fact that you have UCLA and USC near the bottom of your conference right now, and Washington as well. Washington normally is a little bit higher, um, and it, it kind of switching spots, kind of like with uh, Nebraska and Northwestern. You have Arizona State and Stanford kind of creeping up towards the top, and Oregon. Um, that's a, a bit of a reversal. Colorado, I've watched them play a handful of times. I think they have a very offensively talented team this year. Um, you're 5-3 and three in conference. You're hanging in there. Utah, again, they're normally not a March Madness threat. They're normally more of like an NIT kind of team, but maybe this is, I don't know, they're 5-3. and three, Like, you're off to a good start, better than your uh, brothers from who play in L.A. So, I don't know. It's it's just weird kind of – so many of these conferences are kind of upside down. Uh and it's eight games is not really a fluke either. Like, yes, it's early. I get, I said that, but also on the one hand, you played eight conference games, so it's not a joke either. So, um, Arizona, again, I think this team can be a final four team. Um, defensively, I think they have holes at times, but again, they're going to try to outscore you and they have three bigs who are over seven feet. Like they're going to put up buckets. So if that offense is quick and have fun beating them. Uh, so Oregon will have a nice test this week, Chris. Um, Oregon this year has had, I mean, you start off the year beating Georgia, which is not a, a, a bad win at all. You lose to Bama, so a little bit of SEC competition. Um, and then, you I mean, you those were kind of your two big games. You beat Michigan, so you, you, you got a, a little bit of test in the uh, non-conference. But you, you beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You start off the year beating UCLA and USC. 
that honestly had to be a boost in the right direction for them. Because if you were to ask Oregon fan, hey, your first three games, you got USC, UCLA at Washington, are going to be 3-0, they probably would take that. They'd be like, shit, yeah, I'll take that. So um, will they stay up? Again, a lot of teams right now who are in that second to fifth spot in conferences for a lot of these conferences are not supposed to be there. So when we do our podcast in a month from now and we're talking about our, our March Madness predictions, who's on the bubble, will he seem to stay up there, Chris, or not? I guess only, you can only tell from the future. But it is nice to maybe see a, um, a little change of pace. Like some teams who we're not quite used to seeing up top are up there, and it's just kind of a fun variety. I think this goes to the point you started making two years ago on our college football podcast that this NIL and transfer portal, all this good stuff, it makes the sport layout more even. I think we saw that this year with college football, and we're seeing it this year with college basketball. I mean, hell, we've seen it for a while with college basketball. And, and may, maybe it's just growing more than, you know, it, it's continuing yeah. to trend in that direction. A lot of it is because the transfers, you know, that rule had been in there much earlier. That you True, could, you're, you know, you're if right. The, if the coach leaves, you can leave. Yeah, and in college basketball, like I said, the, our first podcast, you only need like you only need like two people. Like in college football, again, if you're going to do a transfer portal and you really want to really change over your team, that might take you a couple of years. In college basketball, hey, you get a couple of guys going there to your school for your masters, or you get a couple of players transfer over. Hey, you get a point guard and a big dude. All of a sudden, we're now top of the conference. Like it doesn't take as much. So I yeah. just it 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 it, it it's it can, now it doesn't always mean it's going to work, but. I think you're yeah. seeing some teams who have some new rosters this year that it's benefiting them. And it's obviously hurting others because there's a lot of relatively conference blue bloods who are chilling at the bottom of conferences and they ain't supposed to be there. Their fans ain't used to that stuff. So we'll see how it goes. But for now, it's fun to see some different teams on our conference whip around that normally we don't talk about as much because they normally don't deserve the publicity. In Colorado, speaking of the Mountain West here, Colorado State uh, was down to UNLV. They came back. Uh, Isaiah Stevens definitely, you know, came through in the cluster. They moved, you know, they moved on in that game. New Mexico State, right? They they beat San Diego State. They beat Utah State. And now they have Nevada coming up, too. Uh, John Rothstein was talking about quad win opportunities. Um, so they've gotten some some pretty key wins. Uh, both, uh, both of them were big wins, 99-86 and 88-70. So they won clearly. But they were, as we, you know, not to sound like a broken record, but they were at home, you know, so that helps. This, you know, as much as I love the uh, the biggies, this kind of has become my, my co-host's fa- favorite kind of uh, favorite conference or the favorite small man conference. No, no, it's a mid-major. It's not my favorite mid- conference. Go uh, someplace. The Big 12 is my favorite conference. Uh, but uh, of, of the mid-majors, this is your favorite. Well, it's, it's the best. That's yeah, I mean. true. Okay, fair enough. Yes, that one is fun to talk about. And, hey, shit, they, they have just as many rankings as the SEC. So, clearly, they are doing something right. Um, Utah State last year was having a nice year. They kind of uh, folded away a little bit down the stretch, but they still made the tournament last year. Uh, Boise has been pretty solid for the past three to four seasons. Um, New Mexico Lobos, they were a team I really enjoyed watching last year, but they, they really did fall apart down the stretch. Uh, their 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 uh, team kind of crumbled there at the end. San Diego State, um, they're kind of a poor man's Houston. They're going to play very solid defense. They've had that same kind of fundamental system for a while. I'm not sure if they're quite as gifted offensively as they've been in years past, but that's a team where come tournament time, 
if you see San Diego State in your bracket, you almost always circle them because that team's going to give a team hell. And Colorado State, uh, they had a couple of guys go pro uh, a couple of years ago after Roddy left. Um, they're off to a nice start this year, too. So is Wyoming right behind them. So even though it's a mid-major, it's not a joke of a conference because, as you've seen, it's hard to get rankings, and they have three of them. So that is a fun conference that will continue to battle. And uh, hopefully New Mexico stays up top a little bit. They had, they had, some, they had a lot of talent last year, but maybe they didn't play quite as much as like a team should. So we'll see how their season goes for those in Lobo land. Yeah, and some sneaky ones coming up as far as, uh, you know, on-the-road stuff. Uh, Colorado State at Nevada and Illinois at Northwestern. At Northwestern is kind of a funky, funky place to play. It's not as easy as you think, um, even without them being, you know, a little bit higher up than we're normally seeing. They they tend to, to pull off, you know, an upset or two um, as it goes. So that'll be kind of interesting. On Saturday, you know, we, we mentioned a lot of the games, but, yeah, number seven, Kansas, at number 23, Iowa State. That's huge. Uh, Texas Tech looking really good. They're going to be tested at Oklahoma, Texas, at BYU. Um, I mean, there's a lot. TCU, Baylor, you know, both them kind of funky this last week. See if they can get off the schneid. And then Utah State at Boise State, that's a huge game. Wyoming's okay, so Colorado State can't slip up. If they do win at Nevada, they have two road games this this week, so that could be interesting. Any other items uh, coming up this this weekend that you want to talk about before we get to the crafty, crappy pick of the week? Uh, man, I, I nor- normally you would say Kentucky at Arkansas would be a fun game. But, man, must, that must bus, man. That bus is going backwards, Chris. That dude seems to have a high-level recruiting crash every year. But they're 10-8 on the year and 1-4 in conference. So if you're an Arkansas fan, I know I've said a lot of teams have time turned around. Your time is limited. If you're if you're having a 500 record, that's man, I, that's normally a, a really fun game because I've watched that game over the years. It's a good rivalry, but yeah, true. Da- damn, Arkansas with those lottery again goes to show you just because you have the lottery players, high level picks, does always mean you're going to have a a legit contending squad. That's that's hmm, that that one shocks me a bit. And Carolina, um, you're going to Florida State. That is never easy there. It, 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 no matter what team we have, whenever we go to Florida State, Leonard Hamilton seems to have a master plan for us. Beat you up. He, I, I, I hope we. Obviously, I hope we keep winning. But if we lose this Saturday to Leonard Hamilton, that wouldn't shock me at all. I, I've seen that happen for the past fifteen, twenty years, so that would be no shock uh, whatsoever. And hey, uh, Houston again, they, their basketball ain't fun. You ain't, ain't going to see a lot of offense at times, but. That's a, that's a gritty basketball team, and they're they're playing K State, uh, as you said on Saturday. Uh, that that should be a fun one. He, again, he, if, if you can, if if Houston scores sixty five, you're you're probably gonna struggle to win that game. So, um, uh, no, I, I think I've pretty much covered it. We we the 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 best thing I think, Chris, is that right now a lot of those conferences are logjam. Give yeah. it about four to five more weeks, and then the the top and bottom start to rise and fall. Cream so, rise to the top. Yes, it is going to be fun. Now, could the Big 12 still keep a lot of those teams ranked? Yes. Keep all seven? Probably not. You will have to have some balance in life. But I do think that 
Uh, we're going to be set for a lot of just great conference basketball. There's not those top two teams that are going to run through everyone. Every conference really is kind of a wide open race right now. Um, so that makes the sport of college basketball more fun. Unless you're a fan of your team, it makes it a little more heartbreaking at times. So on that note, we are to the crafty, crafty pick of the week. Uh, last week, the uh, Holy Cross Crusaders uh, were able to knock off Loyola Marion, which was not what we predicted, but that's only 0-1. The, the the well, we years... don't keep track of this. We don't keep track yeah, of yeah, this. Like yeah. So, yeah. Oh, but we, we do this just for fun. Uh, actually, this week, Chris, I, 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 I got it. We, we can't pass up today. Today's too good. What of a division chance. are we in? What conference? Are we are going to the SWAC. Oh, snap. It, it is tonight, sir. This one is a gem. <laughs> Florida A&M is 2-13 on the year, 0-4 in the SWAC, is going to Mississippi Valley State. The game starts in 90 minutes. If you want to um, maybe drive down there, I could I could send a plane for you. We could try to make it work. Uh, it is, yeah, Florida A&M, I believe they're the Rattlers, going to the Mississippi Valley State Devils. Oh, man, what a gem this is. Uh, the Rattlers, Chris, are a five-and-a-half point favorite based on the ESPN book. And there's an over-under total of 133.5. Um, there's no sign of anything that this game will be televised. <laughs> so I, I want to live stream it. I'm sure you can live stream it at the uh, – who are they playing again? The Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you can live stream it somewhere in there. This game is at Robert W. Harrison HPER Complex in Itabenya, Mississippi. <laughs> Which sounds about right. Man, this might be the most random ass city we've ever done for the whole show of our college and college basketball and college football podcast. The Itabenya, Mississippi, Robert H. Robert W. Harrison HPER Complex. This alone makes the segment worth it, brother. I don't care what that happens in this game. That was uh, two minutes of joy in my life today. I'll let you talk about this gem now. Well, they're both coming in hot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in what regards? Uh, well, it's still probably hot down there. You know, um, 18 you know, that Mississippi Valley, boy, it, it could cool off. You get in that valley, it cools right off. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in Mississippi uh, Valley. River, Mississippi River Valley country. Both of us kind of grew up in that area, actually, when you lived here. Um, True. Yeah, man, I mean, that. <laughs> this is a good one. Um, and like I said, I'm going to have to download or upload this show quick so you guys can get in on this. Um, because uh, I'll tell you what, they scheduled really tough in the non-conference, okay? Now, Holy Cross won last week, right? No, Holy Cross slipped up. They 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 had a slip up. Oh, no, I sorry. thought I went yeah, against no, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, Holy Holy Cross won. Unfortunately for your for your sake, yes. Unfortunately, they did. Okay, I thought yeah. I went against the. So they won. They, they yeah they won, and you, okay. your your okay. loyal bulls your loyal boys let you down. So the Crusaders, right? Which we know what part that is when it comes to religion, correct? Yeah, they won. So. I did pick a road game, right? I took the road team. And the Delta Devils, just to go with the religion theme, you know, they're 0-18. It's just not meant to be. You know what I mean? This is a great great matchup. Um, 
And, I mean, the Devils, 50, not even, yeah, about 52 points a game. They're both giving up 80, 84 and 82. So uh, when you shoot 37% from the field, um, that's not good. They've lost 18 straight, 0-18. Will they get off the schneid? It's possible. It is possible. But since, you know, Holy Cross, you know, I'll, I'll keep the religious thing. I'm going to go Florida A&M Rattlers. We're on the road in a tough – there's probably going to be five, 600 people there. I mean, that, that's not going to be easy. So, But I'm going to go with the Florida A&M Rattlers to rattle off a win over the Delta Devils, my friend. I can't right. wait to hear the, the matchup here. It's even a more interesting matchup because I have no clue who went to those. Well, fam, you, I suppose I kind of maybe know someone. Go ahead. All right, so for the uh, Mississippi State Valley uh, famous alumni, uh, let's start here. So Mississippi State Valley, I don't – Jerry – no, Jerry – I don't think Jerry – no, he didn't go to this whole – that camp. Google's – Wait a Google's. second. No, 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 he did. He did. Oh, he did. Uh, he mi- did. I forgot what? about that. God. Yes, okay, I forgot so about that. It's over. Is, Stop mi- it. Stop it. Stop the count. Stop the count. Jerry Rice. Uh, okay, so Jerry Rice went to uh, Mississippi State Valley. Also, Deacon Jones, who was a hell of a football player. I might have to change my picture. Hold on. <laughs> uh, some guy named Ronald Fields, who's pictured wearing a Dolphins uniform. Uh, after that, man, it's getting dicey. You got to. I mean, uh, that's all you need. Yeah, I mean, those true. Those two guys, that's a wrap, dude. Should Joe, Joe Thomas? Is that the. Oh, I was wide. I was gonna say that the the yeah, Dolphins. No, no, okay. Uh, there is a handful of NFL players who went to this school. I do not recognize many of them, but I do recognize, obviously, in my opinion, the second best wide receiver ever behind Randy Moss, who is the greatest. Uh, Jerry Rice and Deacon Jones was a a badass defensive player. So, uh, Florida. Hey, Mississippi State Valley. They brought it. Florida A and M Rattlers. All right, who do you got? Uh, you got. Uh, I'm thinking they're deeper, but that's a, it's top heavy in the in the Mississippi Valley. Yeah, you got um, Andre Dawson, who is a great baseball player. Uh, Pam Oliver, who's been obviously a Fox football reporter for a long time, done a great job. Uh, Common, the uh, the artist and actor. Uh, who after that, man? It oh Nate Newton. Okay, Dallas Cowboys. Hey, All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and that is where Google really cuts off people I know. Uh, some guy named okay. Robert. Is how, how do you only get a name Robert at for I don't are you one name person? He's a, a men's tennis player. I, I'm I'm confused. Okay, um, as much as I like Nate Newton and Pam Oliver, uh, I gotta tip the cap to Jerry Rice, Mississippi State, and Deacon Jones, and Deacon Jones. So, uh, I'm taking the uh the the Mississippi State Delta Devils. <laughs> and I will let you all know who wins this game. I don't think. I hope they're important. not in attendance because that right there could throw off my rattlers. Well, what what, what, what if it's what if it's Jerry Rice fifteenth uh, uh, anniversary jersey night? <laughs> oh man, they're gonna they're gonna rattle my rattlers, dude. Damn it. <laughs> I will do my best to do some research on that game. I make no promises, Chris. <laughs> so on that note, well, we they appreciate... post the results. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we appreciate your love and support in this show. We do. Hey, and March Madness is only well this year. It's actually only eight weeks away. 
March Madness is eight weeks away, and that's when the fun really, really begins. But we have a hell of an appetizer up until then. So, as always, the boys are out tonight. Have a good night. Stay warm. Stay safe. Peace.